Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name once again. Amen. Can we just wave hands to one another? Amen. And it's so good to meet again. It's so good to meet again. Amen. So, maybe just to recap a bit, uh, some of us we've been meeting since July, having Bible study time, studying the Bible together until last week. So today is our first formal service, but we believe that the Lord is taking us step by step. Amen. As he's preparing us for this mighty move of the Spirit of the Lord in the last days, we are the church of God in the last days. And God needs us to do what he wants to do on the earth. Amen. How many of you know that God needs a body to operate on the earth? Amen. That's why the Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Because Jesus could not operate on the earth unless he has become flesh. And now Jesus has gone on to be with the Father, but there are still fleshes here. Can you look around and see some flesh? Amen. And that is the flesh that God wants to use. That's why we are called the temple of the Holy Ghost. So it means you look around and you see the flesh that God wants to use, and that includes you and I. And in the kingdom, God is counting us as part of his plan. So I want us to go together to the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 11. We'll read in the NIV. I think some of you who were in the Bible study, you know we touched on this scripture. But I want us to look at it together and then just encourage one another. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to 11, NIV. <coughs> Amen. So Acts chapter 1, 1 to 11, NIV. It says, in my former book, Theophilus, it's, it's, uh, obviously he's talking about he wrote one book first, so this should be Luke then. He says, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. I want you to listen to this closely. I told you that when Jesus came on earth, he had to become flesh so that he can operate on the earth. But when he departed, he still has a body. How many of you know that we are the body of Christ? So Jesus still wants, God still wants to do his work through the current body, the body of Christ. So he says, I wrote to you about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So if he has began something, we've got to continue with it. I want you to get that because you will understand that all of us has a role to play. I'll take you step by step, and I'm very much excited about what God is going to do, even through me. Can you tell your neighbor, I'm excited about what God is going to do, even through me. We are all counted. It says, until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. 
So he appeared to them and spoke about the kingdom of God. And we've got to continue speaking about the kingdom of God. So when I look at actually this time of Corona, I've seen that a lot, as, as much as there were a lot of bad things that happened, but it has also made people to be aware that we need God. Amen. Because there are times sometimes when man thinks that he is wise and he can do anything. But I think the corona pandemic has just proven that man's ways are limited. Amen. So we've got to talk about the kingdom of God. And may the kingdom of God keep on spreading through us. It says on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. In other words, he says there is an assignment at hand, but you need to be equipped. Okay? For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So you can see that Jesus is preparing his disciples to take over from him. So he was handing over the baton. Okay? So when we look at the book of Acts, you see Jesus handing over the baton and we are the church of God in the last days. So it's our turn now. Can we say it's our turn now? Amen. But we need to be endured with power from on high. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or days the father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. So we are empowered to be his witnesses. Last week in Bible study, we talked about how each of us has got a role to play. You don't have to know a lot of scriptures for you to be a witness. You just have to have something that God has done for you. Amen. When Jesus has done something for you, that's enough for you to say, this is what the Lord has done for me. You remember the Samaritan woman? She goes out into the city and says, come and see the man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this be the Christ? So it means now as we're moving in as the church in these last days, we are going to need each one of you for the great harvest of souls into the kingdom. Some of you will just be saying to the people, come with me to church. Some people, maybe they see you, they see you are always smiling. By the way, you need to smile when you are a child of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the merry heart, the Bible says a merry heart doeth good like medicine. I know that sometimes with masks, we can't see if you are smiling. But smile anyhow. Amen. Amen. And when you smile, and then people around you start thinking, this one might have some answers. That even when you invite them to church, they can follow. But you are always frowning as if things are always bad with you. Then they don't want to follow your God. Amen. So, he says we are all going to be witnesses after we are empowered. It's witnesses in Jerusalem. That's where they started in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Do you see that God was thinking about us also? He's including us in the plan. So, if it's about the word of God in Cape Town, we are. We are here. Amen. And then after he said this, he was taken up before their very own eyes and in a cloud hid him from their sight. 
They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking up into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So I want us to look closely at that. Jesus is coming back. Amen. Because sometimes people live as if Jesus is not coming back. So that's why I say I thank God for this time. This time has been a time to recalibrate and readjust. And to start prioritizing the right things. Because people are so busy with many things. So I want each one of us, you do your own self-introspection and say, what am I busy with? What has been keeping me busy? What has been my quest? What has my heart been on? Is it the kingdom or is it my own agenda? Because Jesus is coming back. Amen? Can we all say Jesus is coming back? Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready? ready. Amen. I'm ready. Amen. Because you need to be ready. As much as we can go and minister to others out there, but we ourselves must be ready. Amen. You must be ready. Jesus is coming back. Now let's go to the book of Luke chapter 19 because I just want to show you that when Jesus had to leave, He still gave us an assignment to remain here on the earth to do something. Now you can't just sit as a Christian and do nothing. There is a work to do. Amen. There are souls to be won. There are people that should get healed. Whether it's emotionally, physically or anyhow. And God wants to use you. And you've got people that you can reach. Which some of us can't reach because they are close to you. So that's your world. Amen. Be a blessing to people around you. Now in Luke 19, 11 to 13 in King James Version it says, And as they heard these things, he added and spoke a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that he, the kingdom of God should appear immediately. He said to them, A certain noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. You see, Jesus is always talking kingdom. Amen. Jesus is always talking kingdom. He says this nobleman went into a far country to obtain for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, occupy till I come. So I want you to ask your neighbor, are you occupying? Yeah, look at somebody. Are you occupying? Amen. Because some of you have given over the territory to the enemy. By the way, do you know that Jesus will not fight the enemy himself? He uses us as his body. Yeah. So when he says, occupy till I come, he does not want you to give way to the enemy. So those areas that the enemy has now infiltrated, sometimes you find the enemy is infiltrating your own families. Occupy. Say, this is my space. Sometimes the enemy is infiltrating even around our children. Let's occupy and say, this is my space. The enemy is infiltrating in our churches. Let's occupy and say, this is our place. Amen. Amen. Occupy till I come. 
That term to occupy, you can see it's a kingdom mentality. Take charge. Occupy till I come. So even in your own body, some of you will share with you about healing, isn't it? May your body always just enjoy the presence of God. So that when you occupy, you are also having a body that is healthy. A body that is the temple of the Holy Ghost. A body that God can use for his glory here on the earth. So he says, occupy till I come. But I just want to say to some of you, some of you are saying, Pastor, you've got an assignment. You are called of God. You've got a work to do. But what about me? I don't think I've got anything to do. I just want to show you that all of us, we have something to do. We may not be doing the same thing, but we all have something to do. Whether it's here in church, in your workspace, wherever you are, brighten the corner where you are. Is that men's fellowship song? I think that was. You had two songs. Elder Malachi, you had two songs. I think there was my brother, let's walk in the light. <clears throat> that was your hit. Your first, your first release. <clears throat> but I think then, brighten the corner, was it was it also men's fellowship? Who, whose was Brighten the corner. Mr. MJ, whose, whose group was that one? It is the youth. Okay, so let's do. Let's go, youth. Brighten the corner where you are. Then the corner where you are. Brighten the corner where you are. Where you are. Brighten the one of us has our own corner. Amen. Can you say, I have my corner and I'm going to brighten it. Amen. Wherever you are, each of you, you are important. Brighten the corner where you are. Make sure that you live in a way that you reflect the kingdom of God. Let it be that when people look at you, they can see Christ in you. Brighten the corner where you are. So let's look at this in Matthew chapter 25. I want to show you that we may not all have the same talent, but we all have a talent. We may not all have the same gift, but we all have a gift. We all have a purpose of coming on earth. There is something, there is a reason why you have come on earth. Okay? And may your purpose be fulfilled. May your plan, your purpose for coming on earth be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Matthew 25, 13 to 30, King James Version. It reads, Watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So we read earlier that Jesus is coming. But he says, always be on the watch because you don't know when he is coming. Because sometimes some of the people relax as if Jesus is not coming. They are relaxed as if they are not going to die. So it's either you die or Jesus comes back. But any of those two things should never take you by surprise. You should always be ready. 
So if Jesus comes back now, you need to be ready. So it says, watch therefore for you do not know the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming. But you should always be ready. He says, for the kingdom of heaven, you see, he talks, I told you that Jesus is all about kingdom. So if, it, if Jesus always talked about the kingdom, we are also here now to talk about the kingdom. And may the king, they say that word kingdom has got the two, you see it's two words, isn't it? The king and dominion. So it's the king's dominion and taking charge. We are kings. So he says, the, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. It's like the noble, noble man that we read just up there. Where it says the noble man took a trip to a far country. He says, occupy till I come. Now, when he went to a far country, he called his own servants and delivered them his goods. And to one he gave five talents. Let's all say five talents. And to another, two. Why? And to another, one. Why? Let's read further. To each one according to his did you get that each one has something but what you have is according to your ability it's not according to somebody's ability okay so if you are given five talents the master expects you to benefit five more talents if you are given two talents the master expects you to benefit two more talents if you are given one talent, the master expects you to benefit how many more talents? One more. Each one according to your ability. Amen. So look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I will not compete with you. Because I don't have your talent. And then tell your neighbor also, neighbor, don't compete with me. You don't have my talent. Amen. 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 Because sometimes the challenge is that you find that we're competing. Do you know that people even compete, even in church? You find people competing and being jealous of one another. So it's people who don't know their talents. If I've got my talent, if I've got one, I'm going to be faithful with one. And God will make them two. If I've got two, I'm going to be faithful with two and God will make them four. If I'm, <clears throat> I've got five, I'll be faithful with five, and God will make them ten. Amen. So to me, it just says each one of us is important. Each one of us has got a role. And the Lord wants every one of us in these last days. For what God is going to do, he needs all of us. So if Jesus the Savior Church has to grow exceedingly, he needs all of us. If the kingdom of God has got to spread exceedingly, he needs all of us, each one according to our talents and our ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. You see, they are doing something with their talents. Ask your neighbor, are you doing something with your talent? Are you really? 
I'm actually blessed. If you look at, I didn't know some of the talents that we have here in church, but I think, again, during this corona period, with the lockdown, you've seen how our media team have excelled, isn't it? They were saving God with their talents. I mean, I would never have thought that we could have live streaming. So can we clap hands for blessing, rolling, uh, Brother Mike, Mr. Majambe. So Dr. Makado, your team has been brilliant. Each one according to your talent. So I've seen also how uh, Mrs. Sadiki is such an organized person. So Mr. Sadiki, your, your skills and your talent also came forth. Amen. Amen. So each one according to your ability. Amen. And that, what, that is what we need going forward. So instead of us squabbling and fighting with each other, bring your talent in. Bring your talent in. We need your talent. Amen. Among the youth, you guys shine. Okay? Bring your talents together. Sister Mashudu, lobby your group. Sister Ayanda, bring all of you guys together and Start showing that indeed we've got talents as youth. And let use those talents to serve God. Amen. So he says, everyone according to his talent. So the two of them have benefited something. But look at this one. <laughs> Number eight, verse 18. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money away. So there are people who are hiding their talents. Can we all say there are people who are hiding their talents? Tell your neighbor, it better not be you. Because the master is coming back. Amen. And you know people who hide their talents, they like competing with other people because they don't know what is in them. They don't know their talents. So it says each one according to your talent. So I know the gift that God has given me is to teach his word. And I will excel in this. Amen. Some of you, you are given, your gift is to exhort. To be an encouragement to people. Encourage. Some of you, you are blessed with a gift, a good, good voice to see. Bless the Lord with your voice. Amen. Some of you are just good, good peacemakers. Wherever you go, people can come together again. We need that. Brighten the corner where you are. And may the Lord use you for his glory. So this one now here who went and hid his talent. Usually there are people who think they are wise. Do you know that there are people even on earth today who think they've got their case made that when Jesus comes back, they will argue their way out of trouble. Yeah, there are still people who believe that. They think they can argue their way out and win their case before God. There is no way of winning your case before God except through the blood of Jesus. So don't be deceived. Okay? So look at this now. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he's coming back to settle accounts with each one of us. Amen. I want you to take this seriously. Because as much as the Lord wants to use us to help others, wants to use us to win souls. It shouldn't be that, you remember there is this scripture which says, some will come and say, Lord, did we not cast demons in your name? You remember that scripture? 
Did we not do this and this, this in your name? He said, I never knew you. So sometimes, some of you, you may focus so much on saving before you focus on yourself. It's dangerous. Because people can give you all the accolades, but if your heart is not in the right place, the Lord may still use you, just like the Lord used the donkey. How many of you know that God used the donkey? Yeah. You remember the story of Balaam? You remember? Yeah. When he was going where the Lord said he doesn't need to go, then he was hitting the donkey because the donkey stopped. You see, the donkey had a vision. The donkey could see something. The donkey could see an angel. And Balaam could not see an angel. And he was beating it. So the donkey tried all the tricks because the angel was in front. Then it ended up having to kneel down. And he beat it the more. And the Lord opened its mouth. The donkey said, I've been your servant for all these years. Have I ever behaved like this? You remember the story? So if God could use a donkey, he can use any one of us, isn't it? But we need to, we rather make sure that we are ready in our own hearts. Because it, should, it would be tragic for you to have guided a lot of people to the Lord, to have helped a lot of people, but you yourself go and get lost. Okay? So we all need to make sure we, our hearts are right with God first. And then go and win others. So he says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he's coming back. So he who had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. And his Lord said, well done. Good and faithful servant, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. You see, kingdom. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Guys, I'm looking forward to that time. When I hear the words from the master himself saying, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. Come and rule over much. Be faithful. So the word well done, you good and faithful servant. Some people are busy, but they are busy with the wrong assignment. You will not be rewarded for being busy. You will only be rewarded for being faithful. Amen. Some of you are so busy that you can't do the assignment that God has called you for. So you will not be rewarded. Because he says, well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents beside them. I want to come to that time when the Lord comes back and says, Lord, this is what you assigned for me. Look at what I've done. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Each one of us, there is something that the Lord wants to say to you, well done, good, and faithful servant. So you need to find out from your maker what is your assignment here on the earth. And you start by just being faithful to him and being a good Christian who loves God. Amen? 
And in that, then you will discover your purpose and assignment in life and stick with it. And stop competing with other people. Because that's not your assignment. Okay. So that's the one with two. He also comes and he's also told, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Did you notice that the words for the one with two and the one with five, they were exactly the same? Amen. Exactly the same. What do you think would have happened with the guy with one if you went and traded and got one more? He would have received again exactly the same. Because it was according to his ability. Okay? According to his ability. But he who had received, uh, where are we? Then is 24. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, <laughs> you know that there are some people who think they are wise. Mm. There are people here on earth who think they are wise. I once told you about a story that I don't forget. Okay? I remember one man when we were growing up. My father was already a Christian at that time and he used to say to him, Hey, And that man always used to say, Oh, Bukusumo. So he was saying, if we all become Christians, who will now be busy with the bottle stores and all the other things and all that? Leave us here. He was taking it like it's a joke. The day he died, I saw him. I still had a private practice. I still had a surgery. So his lungs were in, 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 in water full of uh, blood. We call it pulmonary edema. So he was struggling to breathe. But because my surgery was closer to where he stayed than the hospital, they felt they couldn't reach the hospital. They thought that in the surgery maybe we would be able to do something, but we couldn't do anything. We still said they should proceed to the hospital. But when I saw him, you could see like his eyes wide open, and you could see he was anxious. But he was not at a state where you could even share anything with him we only had to get him rushed to the hospital and he didn't make it. So the issue is that no matter how wise you think you are, at the day of your death, we will see whether you were wise or not. Amen. It's exactly the same thing at the day when the Lord comes back. Some of you, you do things and you say, "Ah, no, I can do that. What can the pastor tell me? He must mind his own business. Yes, indeed, I'll mind my own business. Because I'm guessing you are minding your own business. Because if you're not minding your own business, it won't be me on the judgment seat. You will meet the master yourself. Amen? Because it says he came back and let them give account. Now look at this one. Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. I think he probably was talking with hands like this. I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. You see, he's starting to build a case. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here is what is yours. What can you do? I've given you back what is yours. How do you think the master felt? But his Lord answered and said to him, you 
wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest at least. So take the talent from him, give it to him who has ten talents, for every, to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Where is that? That's the lake of fire. Do you get that? That's the lake of fire. This one man of God, he used to be, yeah, he, he, he was a good preacher. He's still alive. But he's deceived. So he said, as he was studying grace, he realized that God is gracious that he cannot let anybody go to hell. So according to him now, the hell chapter is closed. But how can you say that when the scriptures are very clear? Okay? Hell was not made for anybody else but for the devil and his angels. But it's also appropriate for anyone who chooses to follow the devil to hell. God cannot stop you. Amen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So now this one here it says you will be cast into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So that's when the master comes back. But before the master comes back we have to be doing something. We have to be busy. Let's first make sure that our lives are right with him. So if you are here and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to take it serious and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Know that I'm a child of God. Amen. Once you are a child of God, now you start need to start sharing that kingdom with others. So actually the issue of the kingdom, let's continue in Luke chapter 12, 29 to 32 in the New King James Version. Because sometimes we get so busy with a lot of things here in the world and we forget to be busy with the kingdom. We need to be busy with the kingdom of God. It says, Do not seek what you shall eat and what you shall drink, nor have an anxious mind. It's Luke 12, 13, 29 to 32, New King James Version. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your father knows that you need all these things. I want you to look at this closely. So the Lord says there are things that are needed here on the earth. But for you, my children, I don't want you to be chasing after those things. I want you to seek first my kingdom. All these other things will be added to you because the father knows you need them. But people of the world seek after things in a way that they don't even have time for God. Okay? They are investing and spending a lot of their time on things and not on the kingdom. He says, verse 31, but seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So I rather, if I know things will be added, if I seek the kingdom, that's the easy way to get things, isn't it? I seek the kingdom and things get added. But if you are keeping on chasing things and you are not in the kingdom, you will lose both the kingdom and the things. Okay? Okay? And says, do not fear, little flock, 
It is your father's good pleasure to give you what? The kingdom. So can we say I've been given the kingdom? So when we are given the kingdom, he says I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Another translation says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven so that whatever you declare to be unlawful on the earth will be declared unlawful in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So he has given us the authority to take charge. He has given us authority to rule. So if there is sickness in your way, you need to command that sickness to go. In the name of Jesus. Take charge. Have dominion. Amen. If there are storms always pushing things and wanting you to sink, you need to say, peace be still in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let it be peaceful around you. Let not your hearts be troubled. There may be many things that seem to be coming against you, wanting to steal your joy. Don't allow those things to steal your joy. Keep the joy of the Lord. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And take that strength. Keep the joy of the Lord as your strength. Amen. Colossians 3. 1 to 2. King, New King James Version. Colossians 3. 1 and 2. NKJV. If you then were raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind where? On things above and not on things on the earth. I want you to get that. Because sometimes we are so much busy, but we are busy with wrong things. Okay? He says, set your mind on things above. So my quest is the kingdom. But may sometimes say, yeah, really, our life is all about the kingdom. So whatever we talk is kingdom. Whatever we talk is church. Whatever we talk is the work of the Lord. That's what consumed us. Because we set our minds on the things above. And you know how good God is. When we set our minds on the things above, he takes care of our things beneath. So things on the earth, he makes sure that he adds things unto us. Amen? We are well to do, isn't it? I'm well to do. I'm not struggling here on the earth. But my focus is on the kingdom. And as I focus on the kingdom, the Lord takes care of me. Amen? That's the trick. Focus on the kingdom. You remember how the dream of Joseph was interpreted? You remember Joseph had a dream. You remember he had a dream that his brothers and his parents would bow to him and serve him. But how was his dream interpreted? When he was interpreting Pharaoh's dream. Isn't it? You remember he interpreted Pharaoh's dream and then Pharaoh said, but if that's what you're saying, who better, who can do this job better than you? You can just now be the governor of Egypt and then 
Nobody can do anything in Egypt except at your command. So it means now, this was when now his brothers would come to Egypt looking for food. Now they would have to bow to him because now he was a governor. But his dream was interpreted as he was interpreting Pharaoh's dream. So some of you focus so much on your dream instead of focusing on interpreting the dreams of others and focusing on the kingdom. So as you are busy with the kingdom, the Lord will be working behind the scenes to take care of your issues. Amen. Have your focus right. Set your mind on the things above. Hebrews 12:1, New King James Version. So we mustn't allow the things of the world to entangle us. So he says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So let me just start with a song and then we are going to go to look closely at this. There is a race There are victories to be won. I have power every hour to be true. So if you say there is a race, whose race is it? Your race. It's the race that you must run. Now, have you ever imagined somebody running a race carrying bags? How easy is it? It's not easy, isn't it? Carrying things. So he says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. So it means there may be weight or sin. It's not everything that is sin that is a weight. Okay? Some of you, you spend a lot of things with things that are not useful. It might not be sinful, but if it's not beneficial, it's a weight. It's going to derail you from where you need to be going. Some of you, it's even the company you keep. Okay? Those weights, the company you keep, it's people that you can't, you don't get inspired after you've been with such people. Those are the weights you must lay aside. Amen? Because you need people that after you've been in contact with, you feel enlightened. You feel more encouraged. You feel, I can, I can keep on running. But some, if you've been with them for five minutes, it would sound like you've been with them for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. They're always complaining or gossiping or telling you all the things that are going bad. They know the latest bad things in the world. Their thing is about bad things. I don't want such company. Amen. I want to lay out aside every weight. I'm in a race here. Amen. So when you are in a race, you've got to be careful who you associate with. Yes. You say, Pastor, you mean you want to choose friends for us? No. I'm only saying to you, you are in a race. Be careful what you're carrying along with you. Amen. Be careful what you're carrying along with you. It says lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares you. Okay? Sin will ensnare you. Don't entertain sin in your life. 
if you want to be bold and confident in the kingdom, live a life of holiness. Amen. It will also help you in your testimony. You know, like when we testify, when we preach, when we talk to people, people shouldn't say, who are you to tell me this? You do this and this. You are worse than me. Like I used to say to some of you, when we grew up, there were people that when you tell them uh, about the gospel and you want them to come to Christ, they would say, "Ah, if you go to heaven, I will get in running. Some of them would even say, I will get in backwards. So it will be so easy for me if you can go. Because they look at your life and see, you are worse off than me. So how can you tell me these things? So we need to live right before God. Okay? And it's even for your own sake, even when you have to keep to give command to the enemy, to the devil. The devil will listen to you if you are living right before God. But if you are keeping on using his tools, by the way, sin is a tool of the enemy. So if you use his tools and now you want to put him under your feet, then he will protest. Because you have his tools. You remember Jesus when they were coming to catch him. You remember he said, the prince of this world is coming to me, but, you remember the words? He has nothing in me. And then he said, I lay down my life. So in other words, the enemy is not catching me because I'm caught, because I've got something wrong that I've done. I owe him nothing. I'm encouraging you, my children, owe the devil nothing. Then you will have confidence and boldness even in your prayer life. So he said, I owe him nothing, but I laid down my life. So he chose to lay down his life. Amen. So lay lay away all the weight and every sin which so easily snares you and run the race with endurance. Let's go to verse 12 of that Hebrews 12, 12 to 16. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. So you see that the Bible acknowledges that we might have some hands among us that are hanging down. We might have some feeble knees. Okay? So if you are feeling weak, we need to strengthen you. We need to give you words of encouragement. You remember even when I started here, I said, each one of you, you've got a part to play. You are all important. We are strengthening even the feeble knees. The hands that are hanging down, we're saying, stand up. Don't allow the enemy to say you are nothing, you cannot do anything. People will rule you out. People will count what you've done. And they will tell you, You will never go anywhere. But they do not own your script. Amen. It is only your master who owns your script. Amen. So it doesn't matter what you've done. Those hands can be strengthened. Those feeble knees can be strengthened. And he says, make straight paths for your feet. So that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people. What are you supposed to do? Pursue peace with all people. Do you know that there are some people who are troublemakers? Not peacemakers. The problem is when you are a Christian and you are a troublemaker. 
You are a Christian. Other Christians even know that one. It's a troublemaker. Uh -uh. Don't be known like that. Pursue peace with all people. And holiness. Some of you, you pride yourself in sin. Uh -uh. Don't pride yourself in sin. You can pursue holiness. Because it says, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. So we've got to check on each other. Sometimes when you see that your brother, these days you don't see your brother often in church. It seems your brother is down. Check on them. We don't want anyone to fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. So the Bible doesn't expect that there would be fornicators among us, adulterers among us, and all that. It says, let's encourage one another. And don't be profane like Esau. For who for one morsel of bread sold his birthright. You know there are people who are selling their souls. Even pastors. Selling their souls for crowds. Okay? Don't sell your soul. Some of you ladies, you, saw, you sell your bodies for jobs. Don't sell yourself. You are not cheap. Amen. Yeah, anybody who wants to Use your body for their own sake. Lastly, you need to tell them I'm not cheap. Amen. Amen. Don't sell yourself. Like Esau who sold his birthright just for food. Don't sell yourself. Some of you sometimes you, there are things, people will bring to you things that through bribery. And you think it's cheap. It's looking for your soul. Okay? Your soul is much more precious. So you buy that thing through bribery. Yeah, you get that tire and somebody says, yo, you don't have to come through. You see, we'll arrange. And you'll get it. You can get it off. You, don't, you see, these white men, they have been oppressing us for long. We must. So he tries to make you feel like it, that's justice. There's no justice in stealing. There's no justice in stealing. Because now when you have that tire and the devil knows that this is my tire, shouldn't the devil chase after that tire? Hmm? The devil should chase after his tire. And it can burst. And there can be troubles. And now there is trouble and we wonder what happened. And if the devil was cold, he would say, because we usually blame him, and I like blaming him for everything. <laughs> they say there was one time when, this is a joke, it's not the scripture. So apparently people found the devil and he really looked sad. <laughs> I think he should always be sad. That they were asking him, why are you so sad, devil? You're really very sad. He said, is these Christians? They blame me for everything, even for things that I didn't do. But I think it deserves to be blamed for everything. Isn't it? Yeah, he should be blamed for everything. But don't take his tires. Amen. I'm just telling you. Amen. So, 
Look carefully and don't sell your birthright. Okay? So now let me start winding down. Let's go to verse 25 to 29. This Hebrews 12, New King James Version. He says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. So as we are admonishing you, as we are encouraging you, take courage. Be encouraged. If there is something that you are not doing right, don't feel condemned. It's time for you to repent. It's because God loves you. He doesn't want you to perish. He is warning you. So he says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if, you, if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall, not, shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised saying, Yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. It's only God who can shake the heavens and the earth. Amen. Mm. It's only God who can shake the heavens and the earth. He says, now this, yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. So sometimes some of the shaking, it's so that we may get rid of some of the things that are not needed in our lives. Okay? Some of the shaking even taking place in your own life. It's so that some of the chaff may be gotten rid of. Okay? So with that shaking, it's so that only that which is of God must remain. And anything that is a weight must be taken out. Because we are in a race here. It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, you remember the kingdom story. Which cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. So we want to serve God with reverence and godly fear. And do what pleases God. Amen. When you serve God with reverence, when you are committed to God, I want you to even be so much committed to God. You see, you know there is a scripture that says the zeal of the house of the Lord has consumed me. You need to be so much possessed of the kingdom that everything about you is about this kingdom. People won't even understand why you keep on doing the things the way you do. There are times people will even say, it seems like you don't have your own life. Everything is about church. It's about the kingdom. Yes. That's what you are addicted to. Have you ever seen people who are addicted to drugs? Everything about them is drugs. Because that's what they are addicted to. So can I share with you that you can also be addicted? 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 15. Uh, Mr. MJ, I will give you an opportunity to read this one at least. Because I've been reading all today. 1 Corinthians 16, 15. I like it in the King James Version. I want to show you one form of addiction that all of us should be addicted to. Amen. Yes. It's called what? Is it a dope? Or what is it? Is it a dope? Whatever it is. Amen. Yeah, because we want this addiction. Read for us. First Corinthians 16, 15. I want this house of Stephanus. I beseech you, brethren. Okay. So we are being besieged. We are being encouraged. Mm -hmm. You know the house of Stephanus, mm. that it is the first fruit of Ikea, and that they have addicted 
themselves to the ministry of the saints. Amen. 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 Can we clap hands to that? Amen. It says, the, you know the house of Stephanas, that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. So, we need to be addicted to the work of the Lord. We need to be addicted to the work of the Lord. Your heart should always be in the kingdom. And when you are addicted to the work of the Lord, all other things the Lord will work with them. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you. What are you addicted to? What are you addicted to? You might not be addicted to drugs, but some of you are addicted to gossips, addicted to complaining, addicted to all things. But it says, the house of Stephanas was addicted to the ministry of the saints. Don't you think it's an addiction <laughs> when we say there is a prayer item, you come, prayer meeting, you come. We say there is a church service, you don't miss church. We are building, you are there, you are part of the building, you are giving your gifts, you're giving your tithes, your offerings. Don't you think that's an addiction? Because spend your money where your addiction is. If you are addicted to drugs, spend your money on drugs. It's fair. If you are addicted to the kingdom, spend your money on the kingdom. Amen. I'll share that scripture with you now when we give. Where you can see that your heart can be in things and then where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So you can make sure that I'm addicted to this. I'm addicted to the work of the Lord. And this is what consumes me. Amen. I'm addicted to the work of the Lord and this is what consumes me. So I'm just challenging all of us here. And say, have the right kind of addiction. Be addicted to the ministry. Be addicted to the kingdom. Be addicted to the work of the Lord. And we do not all have the same talents, like I said. But in whatever uh, measure that you have, whatever thing that you have, whoever you are, play your part in the kingdom. There is something that each one of us can do. You remember even with uh, when Jesus wanted to feed the multitudes, who had the loaves? Boy. <laughs> you see? So, all of us can do something in the kingdom. Amen? So, and sometimes you would find when God comes to people, he always say, what is it in your hand? God wants to use you with that what you have. Amen? Whoever you are, wherever you are, God wants to use you. Amen. So I'm just sharing then, let me link it with this one that we are going to give with. Then after that, we'll give what we give and then we're going just to thank God. Say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us about the assignment at hand. There is a race that I must run. There is a work to do. The reason why I'm still alive, it means my task is not completed yet. I still have something to do. Amen. Matthew 6, 19 to 21, New King James Version. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth 
where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. You see, that's what happens with the treasures on the earth. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Do you know that thieves cannot rob heaven? They can't break in and steal. So it means when you are investing in the kingdom, you are laying up for yourselves treasure in heaven. And this is actually the good thing, man. How many of you know that when you die, you don't go with any treasure of the earth? But how many know that you can invest in the kingdom and then in the kingdom to come, your treasure is with you? Whether it's about winning souls or whatever you've done for the kingdom, when you go the other side, when the master now gives you the crown, it will be based on what you did when you were still in the flesh. So then you will be reaping the benefits. So it means you were storing up your treasures in the heavens. Amen. Yeah, because this is the reality, people. It doesn't matter how, much, how many things you amass here on the earth. There was this one man who, Jesus said, a certain man, he was very successful. He said, I'm going to make even bigger bands for my harvest. He says, I'll destroy this and I'll make one big one. And I will put all my harvest in there and I will tell my soul, soul, you have worked so hard. It's time now to enjoy what you've worked for. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, he was told, you are foolish because tonight your soul will be demanded from you. And whose will those things be? And you can't go with them. Isn't it? Whether it's a car that costs over a million. People, it's not that people are cruel when they don't give you your car to go with. <laughs> you, you, you have got to leave it. And sometimes the things that you have, actually Ecclesiastes, the preacher, he puts it even in a bad way. He says, he has seen something tragic upon the face of the earth. There are some people who work so hard and they don't enjoy what they are working for. They die, a certain foolish person comes and takes over and squanders what the other person worked so hard for. But if you invest in the kingdom, because it says here, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart so if you want to check where your treasure is, check where your heart is. Amen. And this is personal, by the way. Today I wasn't teaching you faith. I was teaching you to reflect. Amen. Because there is work ahead of us. Amen. And sometimes we need to reflect. You first need to reflect and say, is my life right before God? Am I, firstly, did I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior? I'm asking you that question. Secondly, if I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, am I living in line with what God has called me for? Am I living a holy life? Am I pursuing the assignment that God has placed for my life? Will the master, when he comes back, say, well done, you good and faithful servant. Amen. So I think we can pause it there, isn't it?
the one and a half hour is complete. Amen. So I would ask us that we all stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard.